Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, good evening. Praise God, praise God in all of his glory and honor. We give him the praise tonight. We thank and praise God for his goodness and his mercy, for his love, his protecting power, how he keeps us all day long, keeping our minds stayed upon him. We give him the honor because there is none like him in all the world. We thank and praise God for the opportunity to come before you tonight. And we also thank God for those of you that are listening in, supporting us with the Bible study. It is a great, great encouragement to have you listen in, participate, or just be a part of it in your prayers towards God for us. And we thank and praise God for that. We're going to do Chapter 6 tonight, and in doing Chapter 6, we're going to have my husband, Minister Orr, to open up with prayer. We also want to acknowledge we have Apostle Sharita Barrett, I think it's her name, on the line tonight, and we want to express to you that if you should see fit or God leads you to say something during the Bible study, please feel free to participate. My husband, Minister Oi, is going to open with prayer, and then we're going to begin the study in Jesus' name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, first of all, God, we want to thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, giving us the activity of our Lamb, God. And, God, we thank you, God, for all through the day, God, that your mercy shine upon us, God. And, God, even now, as we come before you in the Bible study, God, God, I pray, God, that you would lead and guide each and every one of us. Lord, give us the words to say, God, to do, God, that that you have us to do, God. God, we know, God, that we can't make it without you, God. And, God, we are thanking you once again, God, for this opportunity, God. Because, God, you could have chose someone else, God. But, God, we are glad that you're not like man, God. Lord, that you look beyond all our sins, God, and you've given us, God, another opportunity, God, just to get even closer and to do your perfected will, God. And now, God, I ask you, God, that you, God, not our will, but your will be done in our lives, God. And, Lord, let the words come out of my mouth, God, and each and every one will be led by you, God, and God, to do, God, that that you have us to do, God. Lord, look on the Bible, teachers, each and every one, God. Lord, let your wisdom come forth, God. Let it shine like rain, God, and God, that we, God, forgive the words that you have us to give, God, and God, we'll never fail to give you the glory. We'll never fail to give you the glory, God, and the honor, God, and the praise, because, God, you've been better to us than we've been to ourselves, and God, even now, we thank in Jesus' name we pray, and our very soul say yes. Amen, amen, amen. We thank and praise God for that prayer and the opening. Uh, we give him the glory and the honor tonight. And we're just going to briefly talk a little bit about what we discussed in Chapter 5 before we go to Chapter 6. And uh, we were talking about how God no matter what had happened, he had stated if there be one in the city that he would spare them, and if they would humble themselves and to repent, 
that he would forgive them. But we see that that was not the case with the people of God. They had gone into their own ways, doing all acts and all abominations before God. They had turned from God and began to worship the idols and what have you. And God was using Jeremiah to bring the word forth, to let the people know he was aware of what they were doing and he was not sleep. He saw and he felt everything that was being done. And it was... After doing so, we we realized that the people of God were going further and further away from God to the point where he was sending in an army against them to destroy everything that he had given them. And he also mentioned, went as far as to mention, at the top of the wall of Jericho was this, um, I guess it's sort of like a mantle. It represented um, a shield from God. And he said that when the army came, they were going to be so forceful and so destructive that they were even going to destroy that. So now we're going to start with chapter 6. And in chapter 6, we're going to see somewhat of a summary of everything that has happened in the last five chapters. We're going to see God's wrath come forth, and we're going to see him show the people of Israel, uh, the Judah and the different tribes, through the prophecies he'd given unto <coughs> his prophet Jeremiah, his weeping and his wailing, and trying to get the people to understand, we're going to see now what God fully does with his wrath and anger and how he comes against the people of God. Now, we have in this particular chapter approximately um, 19 verses, so this is a short one compared to the other ones that we have. And I have, uh, can you panel members identify yourself on the line? You have Minister Chapman here. Okay. Minister Orr and myself, uh, Evangelist Orr. So we're going to start out with Chapter 6. And since it's a short one, I'm going to read the first six, and we'll alternate... If someone else should come on and join us, then we'll decrease the number. And then after reading it, we want it to be explained by the individual that reads it. So I'm going to start out with chapter 6, verse 1. O ye children of Benjamin, gather yourselves to flee out of the midst of Jerusalem, and blow the trumpet in Tekoa, and set up a sign of fire in Bethlehem, Beth, I'm sorry, Beth, Beth Hosherim, for evil appears out of the north and great destruction. I have lightened the daughter of Zion to a comely and delicate woman. The shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. They shall pitch their tents against round about her. They shall feed everyone in his place. Prepare ye war against her. Arise and let us go up at noon. Woe unto us, for day goeth, goeth, what? Excuse me. <coughs> for day goeth away, 
for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise and let us go by night, and let us destroy her places. For thus saith hath the host hath the Lord of hosts said, Hew ye down trees, and cast a mount against Jerusalem. This is a city to be visited. She is holy oppression in the midst of her. Hallelujah, God. And here God is telling, um, talking to the children of Benjamin, which are still a part of the 12 tribes of uh, the uh, 12 tribes of the Levites. I mean, 12 tribes of God's people. And he tells them to gather themselves because he wants them to get out of the midst of Jerusalem. He's warning them, telling them to flee the city. And um, there's usually, just before uh, something happens, God always sends an alarm. So he's telling them to blow the trumpet in Tekoa. And uh, it's to set up a sign of fire in Beth-Hashirim for evil appeareth. Out of the north, the north. This evil that appeareth out of the north is this tribe that God is sending upon the uh, Jerusalem, whereby they're supposed to wipe out the whole city. He's prophesied this, and Jeremiah's prophesied this in chapter five, and he's promised them that they're going to be destroyed because of all the sin that has come before his nostrils, and he's fed up. And he's, the ones that he's telling to flee are the ones that are striving to do the will of God. Now, he said he likened the daughter of Zion, the people in Zion, unto a comely and delicate woman. That means that if she's comely, it's someone that they, they tend to overlook. You know, men tend to look for the more attractive women. And ten, there tends to be a little less tendency to look at a woman who is plain clothed. And that's the way he says Zion is. And um, it's like a delicate woman, a woman untouched. So we see that Zion is very plain and is uh, ready for uh, the people. In other words, if God delivered them from where they are and sent them to Zion, it's like a new start for them. They're going to have an opportunity to start all over through repentance and seeking God. He said the shepherds with their flocks shall come unto her. He's going to draw the people in, and they're going to pinch their tents all around her, and that's where they shall feed everyone for himself in that place. He said also, prepare ye war against her. Arise, and let us go up at noon. Woe unto us for Day goeth away, for the shadows of the evening are stretched out. They intended to get up and be there early in the morning, but it, with all that was going on, it looks like in the scripture that they weren't able to get up early in the morning, and the day was getting away from them. So they wound up actually going at night. And when they went at night, he said the evening stretched out, so the nights were long. And then he said, Arise and let us go by night and let us destroy her palaces. So here the people were going to go in and try to destroy, sort of like a sneak attack, go at night and come in unawarely unto them 
to destroy everything that they have. Now, if someone wants to add to that, please feel free to at this time before we go to the seventh verse. Comments? Okay, who wants to read the sixth verse? You read the sixth verse. I mean the seventh verse. I'm sorry. Apologies. Uh -huh. I'll read it. Okay. And we want to take six verses. Mm-hmm. Sister Chapman yes. is on the line. As a fountain casted out her waters, so she casted out her wickedness. Violence and spoil is heard in her. Before me continually is grief and wounds. Be thou instructed, O Jerusalem, lest my soul depart from thee, lest I make thee desolate, a land not inhibitable. Thus said the Lord of hosts, they shall thoroughly glean the remnants of Israel as a vine. Turn back thine hand as a grape gatherer into the baskets. To whom shall I speak and give warning, that they may hear? Behold, their ears is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. Therefore, I am full of the fury of the Lord. I am weary with holding in. I will pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assembly of the young men together. For even the husbands with the wives shall be taken, the age with him that is full of days. And their houses shall be turned unto another, and their fields and wives together. For I will stretch out my hand upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. Amen. I, I want to go back to verse 7 when it says, as a, as a fountain casted out her waters. If we look at if we look at right now, if we were going to our kitchens, our bathrooms, our tubs, or either our sinks, we can let that water come out either slow or fast or medium. But God is saying that's how that's how it's going to seem. That's how it's going to be when he comes. And uh, because she has, she has been so wicked and valid, you know, she has done everything that she possibly could do to dishonor me. She has gone against everything that I have taught. She she has gone against everything that I have brought them out of, my my status, my word, and everything. And then he, 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 he tells them, Be thou instructed, O Jerusalem. Let my soul depart from thee, lest I make thee desolate. God saying, Okay, you did not want to listen to me. I've instructed you, but you didn't want to listen, so depart from me, unless I make thee desolate, a land not inhibitable. And we're talking about a land where no man can live. You know, there's nothing on the land that he can he can uh, grow crops or uh, or have herds or whatnot. That's what God is saying. He said, unless I make thee desolate. He said, but be thou instructed, O Jerusalem. Listen to my word. He's He's heeding them to listen to his word once again. Verse 9, Thus said the Lord of hosts, They shall thoroughly glean the remnants of Israel as a vine. In other words, when they come in, they're not going to leave anything. Everything will be destroyed. And he says, Turn back the hand of a grape gatherer into the baskets. 
just like the pickers that, that pull the grapes off the vine, they put them in the basket. He's just saying they're going to glean it. There's going to be nothing remaining. He's yet warning them and yet giving them opportunity to repent and come back to him. And then he says, to whom shall I speak and give warning? He's talking to everyone who has, everyone that he has brought out. Jeremiah is talking to every last one of the people that he, that was brought out of Egypt. Amen. That they may hear. And he said, because their ears is uncircumcised. You know, as far as when uh, a child was born on the seventh day or the eighth day, they circumcised him. God is saying, you, you act as if you've not even known me. You act as if you've not even been with me. I've not been with you. I've not talked with you. I've not loved you. I've not cared for you. I've not brought you out thus far. You act as if you don't even know me. Amen. But he said, Behold, the words of the Lord is unto them a reproach. They have no no delight in it. That's what I was talking about. They don't they don't care to listen to the word of God. They don't they, they rather listen to everything else but the word. And the word of God tells us in 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 the days in in the last days that men are gonna listen to a lie and say it is the truth versus the truth and say it is a lie. So amen. We're in we're we're here that we're here now in that in that stage. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amen. And uh I listen I, I want to go to verse eleven. God said, I'm full of fury. The Lord is really upset with Israel. He's really upset and he said, I'm weary with holding I'm weary in holding it in. But with the God that we serve, he's merciful. He's given He's given Jeremiah to speak to the people. He's yet always giving an opportunity for repentance, always, always. But he told him he was going to pour out. He was going to pour it, pour it out upon the children abroad and upon the assemblies of the young men together. And even the husbands with the wives shall be taken. The age men, the age with him is full of days. Amen. And the houses shall be turned into others. In other words, the houses that they're living in and have is going to be turned over by someone else that they know that they don't know of, and they will come with their fields and wives together, and I will stretch out my hands upon the inhabitants of the land, saith the Lord. Amen. Again, God is uh, speaking through Jeremiah to again approach the people and tell them of their wickedness and and giving them an opportunity to turn from their wicked ways and repent and come back to Christ. Amen. Amen. I just want to imply a few things along with what our minister Chapman has just said. Um, It also states here in um, these verses that Jeremiah has a struggle with uh, God's anger against the people and between his struggle with God's anger and punishing the people and Jeremiah's uh, concern and compassion for the people. So it's a bit of a struggle here between um, him going through. We know he's going to obey God, but he has a struggle because he feels 
uh, in spite of their sin, just like God does, that there should be some compassion and some concern of their well-being. But God is a concern about their well-being because he realizes if he doesn't stop it at this point, not only will the people be that are sinning be destroyed, but the sin will increase and consume all the people. He further states in several times, and it's mentioned several times in the Bible, about God's outstretched hand and um, speaking of of God's great power in his anger, that he's superior to all beings, and this the end of this is in God's hand. So people have no power when it comes to God fulfilling his word. And uh, this is what is said here in uh, these few chapters. And I appreciate the breakdown that Minister Chapman gave because it's important that when we're reading, we understand what we're reading and know what uh, God is trying to tell us. Because if you parallel history with Jeremiah's time um, during the world, we see a lot of what's going on here in today's world. And it gives us uh, strength, those of us that are striving, to know that God can deliver and God can set free. He can restore. He can rebuild. He can cause those that have walked away to humble themselves and to repent. And this is the purpose of Jeremiah, the true prophet in the book of Jeremiah, doing the perfected will of God. There was no permissive will here. He was doing exactly what God said in spite of his concern and compassion for the people. And that's where prophets have to be when they take that role or that gift is given to them. They have no say-so as, no, God, I won't do. Yes, God, I will do. This is okay, God. I can handle this. It's not going to be a reproach upon me. The people are still going to love me. They're still going to understand that I'm only doing what you've told me. But when you take on the role of the voice of God, then you're going to have enemies because everybody don't want to hear the truth and everybody doesn't want to change from their way of life. And in this case, they were being very sinful and um, God's wrath had fallen upon them. Anyone else want to elaborate a little bit on that, that part? Our guest out there, anybody want to say anything towards Jeremiah 6? Okay, I'm going to ask my husband to read uh, the next six and I'll take the last one. 30 verses. Uh, from the least <coughs> least of them even to the greatest. It's how, I'm sorry, it's how many verses? It's 30 verses in... Uh, okay, yeah. then we'll repeat the six until we complete them. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mr. Orr. From the least to the of them even to the greatest uh, <coughs> and to them one is given to the covenant and from the prophet even until the priest Everyone deal falsely. They have healed also the hurt of our daughter and my people slightly. Said, peace, peace, when there was no peace. Where they ashamed, when they ashamed, when they had committed adultery, nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither shall they. 
be virgins, and therefore they shall be, fall among them that fall. And at that time that I will <clears throat> visit them, they shall be cast down, said the Lord. Thus said the Lord, stand ye in the way and see, as I ask for the <clears throat> for the old ways, for the old pastors were is a good way, and walk therein, and shall and ye shall find rest for your soul. But they say, we will not walk therein. Also I sent watchmen over you, saying, heal, hearken to the sound and another trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Therefore, here, you ye nations, know all congregations that is among <clears throat> among them. Okay, in this from thirteen on up, it was saying it was saying that uh, taking the <clears throat> that their land and stuff will be taken by force and from the helpless and the prophets. And the priests, they're seeking more for money than instead of God. And they were also saying that, uh, and all the prophets and priests would fall down. They were not ashamed, but uh, attempted to make <clears throat> the Lord as a part of their triple sin and sin. that they are blessed. And it was saying uh, uh, that they will be blessed and taking God taking God's word and use it for themselves. Truth, rest, and healing is not in the old ways and and a good man ways that is the spiritual that is the gospel stand doing his ways, referring to the seeking of the law of the of the Lord's way. If you're in a good way, you're gonna do what God has you to do. But they was in an old way, and they was trying to do, give to the people what they wanted to. But I will stand upon the my stand upon my watchman, and set me upon the old tower, and I will watch and see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I answer and rebuke. But I will not hearken. They were saying that they're not going to give up their ways. They're not going to do. They're maybe in the mind that they're going to do what that they're going to do what it ha- that what they want to do. And the nations around Judah, Judea, were to hear this message as well. He was saying it's not just for uh, Jerusalem, but it's for them too. And it said that. What they have to do, they have to humble themselves. They got to come up to themselves because they didn't have any peace. They're speaking peace, but it's no peace because they're like 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 a daughter when she's hurt. They couldn't find nothing in them, and God is moving in them. But He wanted Jeremiah to come forth and to speak what He had them to say, what He wanted them to say, because. Jeremiah took it as a personal thing that he would do the will of God, and God is just putting words in his mouth and asking him to come forth because, in so many words, he's tired. And that's it is, that is the way it is today, that we as the people of God, 
We are not thinking away and going away, but God is saying in this in this time, He's trying to bring us closer, and that's we, that we, that's what He wanted to do as the people of God, and we are standing as Jeremiah to do His perfected will. Okay. Also, in this particular section, it talks about um, how the people had sinned and how in the beginning it may have just been the adults that were sinning and the older people that were sinning. But here it tells us in that 13th chapter that it was from the very least of them, Mm -hmm. the youngest of them, to the greatest of them, and that they had uh, taken on the spirit of covetousness. And um, from the prophet unto the priest, that meant they were falsely prophesying and living the life that they wanted. So when they prophesied, they did not prophesy God's will. They prophesied their own unctions. And the people believed them. And in believing them, they also engaged in the various activities of sin that were going on. It also tells us that there was no shame now, many times if we lie or we talk against someone in covenants and or we take something from someone that we know we should not have taken from them, or if we kiss someone else's husband and you say, oh, I didn't mean to do that now, it's forgiven, I put it behind me. But here, the sins that they were committing were so great and such abominable sins that they had no conscience of it, which means they had lost the fear of God. And losing the fear of God, uh, as long as you have the fear of God, you will go so far, conviction will come in, you will repent of what you were thinking or what you were doing, and then you will go back. But the sin had gotten so great that God not only punished the people, but also the fruit of their loins. That meant if they were pregnant or if they were carrying children, any children that were about to be born were also going to be punished. Now, that's another generation he's going into. But the sin had become so great that God believed or he was saying that I, I, as, as I understand it, that the sin was so great it was also in their seas coming. And in doing so, God had to let them know that he was going to, just like with, uh, I guess a good example would be with uh, Haman when he went against um, Mordecai. He not only destroyed Haman, but his entire seed so that the sin would be wiped out. And that's what's happening here. God is giving them a chance to repent. They're steady going further and further in sin, believing the false prophet and the priest that has turned his back on God versus believing Jeremiah, the prophet that God has sent to clean up the situation. And it also tells us that uh, when it says the fruit of their thoughts, that means if they're in the process of conceiving, that seed is going to be contaminated as well. And I like the way that um, in the end he says, oh, generation, what is among them? And that lets us know that um, they know what they're doing, and they know it to be wrong, but the pleasures of the world are greater than their love for God. And uh, many, the Word tells us that many hearts shall wax cold, and we won't be uh, doing the perfected will. We will choose to turn our back on God and walk away. But as we see here, 
and can apply to today, there is still a chance. God is still saying, if you will but humble yourself, repent of your sins, ask for forgiveness that he will come in and clean you up. And that's the same thing that uh, we're telling people today. You can be forgiven of your sin. You can repent. God will clean you up, wash you up, set your feet on a firm foundation, and use you and what you've been through to glorify him, to cause others to want to come and be saved. Hallelujah, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And I thank uh, my husband, Minister Orr, for explaining the word as as he did because it lets me know, too, that we're all in this thing together. It's not just one, but we're all our brother's keepers. We're all out to be responsible individuals walking in our walk with Christ. Now, do we have any additional panel members on the phone? Okay, we're going to start with the 20th verse. I'll read uh, three, and we'll each do three, okay? To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba? and the sweet cane from a far country. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. Here it looks like they're trying to bribe God. They're trying to get him to consider the sweet fragrances that they're bringing from. But God is saying, no, no, no. There's no repentance here. There's no asking of forgiveness. There's no turning away from what you're doing. You actually want to continue in your way. So your sacrifices and your burnt offerings are just not acceptable. They're not holy unto him. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will lay stumbling blocks before this people, and the fathers and sons together shall fall upon them. The neighbor and his friend shall perish. Everybody involved, he's going to lay a stumbling block before you, block your pathway, so you can't continue doing what you're going to do. And it's not just going to be for you, it's going to be for uh, before his people, but it's going to be for the fathers and the sons together, and they're going to fall from, and they're going to fall upon them. That means that God is going to make it so you can't go and continue what you're doing. The neighbors and the and his friends shall perish. They're all going to be destroyed. God is angry, fed up with the sin and all of the abominable acts that are being done in this particular area, Israel. And he's warned the people over and over. He's told them what's going to happen, how the waters are going to come in and they're going to cover them and how fire is going to consume and how they're going to tear down the walls of Jeremiah. And still they will not listen. It is as if they've turned a deaf ear to God. And God said, no. He said, it's not going to continue because I will wipe you all out except Mm -hmm. repent. Mm -hmm. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, a people cometh from the north country. This is what he told us back in the first and the second chapter, a seeping pot of tea. It's going to be, they're coming from the north. It's a strong army, one that has great hatred for the people of God. And he's going to use them, raise them up from the sides of the earth. And they're going to come together. And in their coming together, they're going to 
fight against the people of God because of their sin and because they said they were one thing, they God gave them a country, a place where no one had ever touched, built them up, and then they turned their back on God. So now God is going to use what they call back in the day of the Gentile or the ones that have no faith in God, that are idolatrous worshipers. He's going to use them to destroy the people of God. And this chapter is very interesting because it goes on to tell how God is. Imagine if a father has a child or a mother has a child, and she teaches that child the way of God, and then when that child gets older, she decides she don't want to hear anything or what a mama wants to tell her, what a father wants to tell her, and they're going to turn their back on all that, all of that uh, teaching that they gave her. And it's okay if they do that and walk away. But this group of people, they didn't want to just turn their back on God. They wanted to flaunt their sins before God. They wanted to encourage others to come. This is good fruit. Partake of it. We shall all. God is not going to kill us. That's just what he's been saying that for years, but he's never done anything. He's not going to hurt us. His anger is not going to come upon us. But the word of God said God does not change. His word is sure. And as sure as it is written, it shall come to pass. So this child has wounded the mother and the father and had gone their way. And not only that, but mom and dad may go out to dinner and they may see this daughter or son and they're engaging in ungodly acts and it hurts them. That's exactly how it does to God. He's hurt, but in his hurt, he's going to latch out because he doesn't want all of his children to be lost. And that's what's happening here with Jeremiah being the prophet that he is and giving the word as he is to the people of God. He's giving them one last chance to right their ways, to turn from what they're doing and to repent. I'm going to let... let uh, uh, Minister Chapman take 24. 24. Mm-hmm. Okay. 23. 23. Okay. They mm-hmm. shall lay hold on bow and spear. They are cruel mm-hmm. and have no mercy. Their voice roars like the sea, and they ride upon horses, set in array as men for war against thee. O daughter of Zion. God was telling them through Jeremiah, these people that are coming, they have bow and spear, and they are marks marksmen. They know when they they know they put their eye on a target and they hit it. And they are cruel and they have no mercy. It doesn't matter whoever is in their sight. That's who's going to be destroyed. Their voices roar like the sea, and we know how the sea can roar. We can be on the on the Broadway, the Broadway, uh, the Broadwalk, and we can hear the waves gushing up against the Broadwalk. So if we can hear that, can you imagine the whole sea? Amen. It's a terrible roar. And I, I look at the horses. The horses have to be strong. And says uh, because they carry these 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 soldiers that are marksmen. We have heard 
the same thereof, our hands waxed feeble. Anguish has taken hold of us, and pain as of a woman in travail. Now, men, I know you you can't experience the pain of a woman going into labor, but amen, you have been in the room with your wives, and you know the pain. Even if you can't feel it, you can see the anguish on her face and the noise that comes with, 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 with that. And God is just saying, it's going to be worse. It's going to be just like that. It's going to be just like that. So amen. Go not into the field, nor walketh by the way, for the sword of the enemy and fear is on every side, no matter where you go, to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south. The sword of the enemy shall and fear is on every side. You can't escape. I have I have declared it and it so shall be. And I if I could I would just like to say uh earlier we we talked about God uh being tired um uh, of the people of Israel. Um, I, I just wanted to, God doesn't get tired of us, but he does get angry with us because God never tires, but he does get angry with us. And uh, th- I, I think that was just for uh, a better word as tired. He he, 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 was, he, he had gotten feared. He, you know, he was feared at the, at the people and whatnot. And it says, number 26, O daughter of my people, Gird thee with sackcloth, and wallow thyself in ashes. Make thee mourning as for an only son. Most bitter lamentations, for the spoiler shall suddenly come upon us. You could go ahead and you can prepare all that you're going to do, but if you don't turn from your ways, he's going to come, and you're not even going to know he's come until after he's gone, and then there will be no one left. It's, it's, it's very blunt, and some people may think it's harsh, but we have a merciful God. He gives us time and time to repent. Uh, Amen. 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 It's good. It's good because he loves us so much that he, he, gives, us, he gives us prophets and prophecies and ministers and preachers and the saints to tell everybody of his coming and how to get their lives right in order to go back with him. And that is repentance. You have to turn from the ways that you are doing and come to him, and he will clean you up. He only asks us to catch. We catch the fish, and he cleans them. So amen. God is merciful. Amen, amen. I thank and praise God for that, Minister Chapman. You ever be encouraged. Amen. And uh, when you were saying um, God doesn't get tired, for better word, he showed me that his mercy does run out. Yes, so, he does. out, And that's when God has reached a point of saying, you know, um, they don't want to hear me. I have to show them that right. I'm God. And, and I only say that for the listening for the listeners. I appreciate that. Amen. No, I'm not offended by it. I appreciate Amen. it. Praise God. Thank um, you. And here we were also talking about where it said about the horsemen mm-hmm. uh, are going to be uh, the bowies and spear. They are cruel and have no mercy. The voice roars like the sea, mm-hmm. and they ride upon horses, straight array, 
as men of war against the people. And as we know, and sometimes you may watch a program, and it might be the Indians fighting against the Cowboys or um, the Vikings against another country, or you might see uh, warriors just fighting one another. And you notice that when they're on the horse, they don't stop if someone gets in their way. They ride right over top of them. Amen. And this is what the Lord is saying. His anger has been kindled so, and he's held it back for so long that he's going to release it. And then going forth and doing this, uh, he's saying the sword of the enemy is so fierce. If they would decide to go out and just take a peek of what was going on, it's no guarantee that they will make it back inside their home. That's just how fierce the um, enemy was. And then in 26 it says, oh, that's where you stop, right, Minister yes, Chapman? Oh, daughter of my people, gird thee with sackcloth and swallow, swallow thyself in ashes. Make thee mourning as for an only son. Most bitter lamentations, for the spoiler shall suddenly come upon us. Mm-hmm. He's telling them one last time, O oh daughter of my people, Amen. repent. Mm-hmm. Gird yourself with thee with sackcloth, me to humble thyself, regardless mm-hmm. of what you are, and to wrap yourself up and waddle uh, down into the ashes. That means that you're going to humble yourself regardless of how high class you are. You're going to realize that, oh, this is the anger of God. i got to get myself right. i got to get it right with God. There's no chance that I will survive this. You're going to get down and you're going to begin to lament in prayer, asking God to forgive you, to change you from what you're doing now, and to accept you back into his arms. Because the spoiler, you may not get that opportunity, but here he said, if you do, repent quickly. Fall down as if you lost your only child, and you are crying and asking God to give you strength to continue. Repent, and God says, he will come. I have set thee for a tower and a fortress among my people, that thou mayest know and try their way. They are all grievous revolters. Don't want to hear nothing you got to say. They're going to do what they want to do. They don't want to hear nothing about God. They don't want to hear nothing about repentance. They don't want to do nothing that involves God. They want to worship their idols. They want to bow down and kiss the stones and say this is it, and they want to indulge in the various acts of sin. They, They just want to do what they want to do, walking with slanders. They are brass and iron. They are all corruptible. Corruptible. The bellows are burned. The lead is consumed of the fire. The founder melted in vain, for the wicked are not plucked away. Reprobate silver shall men call them, because the Lord hath rejected them. That's a painful place to be in a very um, hurtful place that you, God, is giving you all these opportunities to repent and to get it right, all these opportunities to fall on your knees. And at the last chapter, he says, fall down and swallow in ashes. Rub yourself all up. Get all that sin off you. 
Put it away. Tell God, I'm sorry, God. I was caught up in my flesh. I didn't understand that what I was doing was so wrong. Please forgive me. Help me to change my ways, God. Don't let me be destroyed because of foolish naught. But please, God, forgive me, forgive me. And you're going to cry down there and waddle in those ashes until God comes and deliver you. And if he don't, he's still God. Amen. Because he's giving you all this time to repent. But I guarantee you, if you continue travailing and reaching out to God, your end will be greater than your beginning. Amen. He said, a reprobate civil shall men call you. You want to walk around and say, oh, you know, that's the person that used to... uh, Serve God, but look, they're a bigger sinner than what I am. They've gone so far they can't even remember what it was like to serve God. That means you're going to believe a lie versus the Word of God. Somebody tell you the Word of God, say, Be ye also, uh, if there's a scripture that people use, bless the Lord at all times. I will not reprobate. I will not bless the Lord at all times because. He can't do nothing for me. That's a lie. It is only through the power of God that we exist. Amen. It is only through his mercy that we yet are able to hear and believe and know that he will deliver us. And to be called a reprobate, silver is second choice. Gold is first. And reprobate means you don't want to hear, you don't, nothing in the word of God is true to you. You don't made up your own word that what you think should be true and what you think should be said and how you think you should live. You own your own. No mercy, no goodness, no instructions from God. You own your own because you don't want to hear from God anymore. My God. And that's a painful place to be when death is all around you. Here death was all around them. There was no way to be free of it, no way out. Death was going to take their lives, and yet they still did not want to humble themselves and repent. The wickedness of the world had become so great in God's nostrils that he knew he had to once again purify the people of God. And the word always tells us in the period of Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham and Lot, that if there be one among you that still believes that I am God, still believes that I hold all power of life and death, I will spare the city. But here Jeremiah couldn't find one person. Not one person. That's a pitiful place to be. So anybody have any comments they want to share concerning that? There was someone that said something. Okay, you want to vo- you want to say? Please feel free to speak. Shout out from Norfolk, Virginia. This is Penny Dawson. <laughs> oh, love you. I praise God, <laughs> my niece. Oh God, it is so good to hear you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight. Do you have any comments you want to say or anything regarding uh, Jeremiah, the sixth chapter? I I was just listening. Um, We, I mean, we're in that place right now today. Mm -hmm. And God is calling us to to repent, like you said. 
and it's important that we do. We 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 don't take life serious as 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 we should. It's time to get it together. Amen. It's time to choose who you're going to serve. Amen. Because there is a real heaven and there is a real hell. Amen, amen. So true. That is so true. But I love you. I I love you too. I really appreciate you joining us tonight. It is a treat. Oh, God is good. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. That's a gift from me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else want to share anything with uh, us about Jeremiah? Like, all this is is, awesome. God is speaking, like, personally, like he spoke to Jeremiah, commanding us to expose the corruption, whether when ministers or people are not willing to do what God tells them. He's telling us to tell the truth. He's referring to the fact that uh, they are corrupted, some are corrupted, and they they are so corrupted they are seeking to corrupt others. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that we as the people of God, we have to stand and to do because when it, when this time comes, mm-hmm. we're going to be like in the old days. We'll be, we'll be the people feeling that we can escape mm-hmm. by fleeing in other ways, when it say cities, like in other ways. But there will be no way out. Because the only way that we have is to do what God has us to do. And the same, like I said, uh, uh, and, and somebody, like I said, coming from the north, it could be like the Babylonians. They will show no lack of mercy. They're going to show no lack of peace. They're going to be here to destroy and to kill everything that is built up in us. And as we as the people of God, we have to be just like Jeremiah. We have to be on a firm foundation willing to do all that God has signed to our hands and to do that that God has told us. It's not a shame. Jeremiah wasn't ashamed to speak the truth. We have to have that same holy boldness that the Holy Ghost and through the Spirit of God will lead and tell us what to do and to stand and to do his will. Because we can see that this is the last time, and we can see how the enemy the devil, or whoever you want to call him, is trying to come in and corrupt and take the people of God and the ones that God has put a stamp on them in another way. But we have to stand strong and do what God has us to do because this is the end time and we are Jeremiah's. Amen. Can I just leave one thing with, 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 with us tonight? And that's Joshua twenty four fifteen. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwelt. But as for me uh-uh, and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen, amen. I praise God. I thank y'all for your support. I thank God for my beautiful gift tonight. God is good. I praise him. I thank everyone that has joined in tonight. And if there is anyone that want to make a comment or say anything before we have our closing prayer, please take the opportunity now to make your statement. Okay, I'm going to close in prayer, and I'm going to 
for all of you that joined tonight and how you uh, are continuing to support us. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we come before thee tonight, God, as humbly as we know how. First, asking that thou wouldest forgive us, O God, for anything that we've done which was displeasing in our sight. And for those things that we sometimes do, God, that we don't understand. Allow the Holy Ghost to bring back and to convict us, God, that we can get it right, God. We pray, God, for everybody that is tuned in tonight, those that have tuned in before, God, all those that are listening, God, even though they don't voice anything, God, we thank them for their listening ear, God, because it is an encouragement to us, God. We thank God for the panel members, for those that shared in the Word, for our visiting friend from Norfolk, Virginia. We give God glory and honor for our Apostle Barrett and thank her so much for uh Joining in tonight, even though you didn't have anything to say, we thank God for you joining in because it is an honor and privilege. And we pray that God would touch his people all over the land, that he will open their eyes, remove the scales from their faces, that they can see the enemy for who he is and be aware of the disguise that he uses when he comes against the people of God. Bless them with strength, God. Make them fortified men and women for your army, God, that they will spread the word of God, giving truth, life, and victory to all that they come in contact with. In the precious name of Jesus, we say amen. 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 All right. Thank you all for joining tonight. God bless you. God bless you. Night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.